Magic in the attic is back at it again. You just chill into the rhythm, and then love comes in. Can we talk? Can we go back to the original See, subject of how Tom Izzo should officially be considered overrated as heck? <laughs> no. I mean, I mean, I don't man, think he's overrated. Like, do you put him, is. As, a top, so you put him as a top 10 coach? I think a lot of people put him as a top five yeah, coach. Yeah, a lot of people oh, do. Okay, well, then those people overrate him. Currently. Currently, not all time. But I think a lot of people will put him top five right now. Yeah. Based on okay. things he did two decades ago. Yeah, think about it. Like, there's, there's all kinds of fans from, like, North Carolina who are like Roy – outside of the two really good years he had, they haven't been that good. I'd say a lot of North Carolina fans are like, hey, could you get to, you could get Tom Izzo. They would be like, yeah. Or like Chris Beard, who's 47 and crushing it. I would take Chris Beard over Tom Izzo. Jim Beheim's better? And he's not even that good. That that was my question. Who's more overrated, Jim Beheim or Tom Izzo? Tom Izzo's more overrated. Tom Izzo is more overrated. Tom Izzo is more overrated, but who's actually a better coach? Tell me that. I would say they're both good in their own ways. Like I think t- Bayheim's zone defense is like pretty cool. He's got yeah, a good like, and that's what I appreciate Bay- about him. Bayheim created something, like a two-three zone. Well, no, like <laughs> <laughs> the way he, he like, does it, though. Like he got the way he no, does it. Yeah, no one else does it the way Syracuse does it. Like, yeah. well, that's like how Patino does the full court press. All yeah, yeah, or like yeah. Huggy, Huggins in the same same way. But right. see, even those guys, I feel like, are like Izzo level. Like the Huggins is kind of Izzo level, maybe a little below Izzo. But like there's plenty of guys like that, you know? But the thing that people – it's weird about Izzo is that like Bayheim was really good for a long time. He just couldn't win, and then he did win, right? Izzo won really quickly after he got to Michigan State and hasn't done anything since. But the, well, I, think I wouldn't the, say he hasn't done anything. He just hasn't won a title. Well, I mean, hasn't won a title yet. But I mean, like, but even so, has he been back to the title game? Doesn't don't they like always lose in the Final Four game? Have I don't they know, been back but to the I title? wish my team always made the Final Four. I don't know. They, they don't, don't always, always make the Final, make the final, they final, did, final Four. They did though. They did. Though the ten years like surra- like right like with the championship and then thereafter, they went to the Final Four a lot, like a lot. I'm, but they, they were like, oh, and this lately. is the Magic in the Attic <laughs> podcast. There it can't is. go there on go. forever about this. Jeez. Jeez, but, take forever. Uh, we, pro- we probably could, though. We probably legitimately. <laughs> I mean, you guys probably could. I have nothing to contribute. But, uh, yeah, overrated coaches. Maybe we'll be uh, top five in the future. But today we have a different Ooh. top five submitted by Midnight Mark. Top five fast food restaurants. Top five fast food restaurants. Closer to the mic for you, Piano Man. So. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, you're, you're welcome. I want everyone to hear my voice as well. I don't know um, what you guys... What, what was your criteria, Midnight Mark, for your top five fast food restaurants? Is it... Because, um, you know, the Taco Bell is very convenient, but then you get something specialty sometimes, like uh, In-N-Out Burger. You, what do you think? For me, it's... You gotta have a drive-through, and you eat it out more than you do inside. That's it. Ooh. Well, yeah. Okay. That just changed things for me. Yeah. Yeah. What of mine's probably not fast food, but I still wanted to include it. 
Well, oh, that's fine. I mean, you could argue like Olive Garden is fast food, you know, because it takes like five minutes to get your food there. Man. What are you talking about? Olive Garden is the worst place to go. It takes so long to get your food really? at Olive Garden. Yeah. I've yeah. Never had Olive Garden is the McDonald's of Italian oh. restaurant, so. Oh, I guess I just haven't Except been there in fast. forever because every time my he wife and I go to argue Olive Garden is fast food. <laughs> you get your breadsticks fast. I, oh. guess. I don't. But my okay, wife but, and I yeah. used to go there when we first got married. We would go there a lot because it's like it wouldn't be a fast food place. But we would get out in half an hour, like every time. Hmm. But you could okay. But even if your food you doesn't come fast hour. at the Olive oh. Garden, you could say <laughs> it's kind of the McDonald's of I guess. the Italian restaurant world. I guess nobody goes to Olive Garden in Ohio. Uh, maybe I guess because it was never a problem. Hmm. Well, top five, top five fast food places. Midnight Mark, what you got? All right, so. Basically, I just chose like all different types of like when I'm feeling I'm out and I'm like, I just want something a little different, but it's still fast food. That's what I chose different types. Right? So number one, Taco Bell. Taco Bell has to be on the list because when you're in college, Taco Bell saves your life. Literally, like if you didn't want to make something or like you just had a dollar, you could go to Taco Bell and get something to fill you up. Not to mention, they're always creating these different things where like it's the exact same food over and over and over again, but they slap a different name on it. So you feel like you're eating something different and it's effective because you're like, oh, that's good. And you and you keep going back. You guys remember when uh, they came out with the quesarito? That was one where uh, I was like, oh, wow, we're just making pepper. stuff. We're making stuff up here, the, but I love it. I love it. Good. Yeah, ghost and pepper. the cheesy gordita crunch. Mm. I don't even know what the difference between those two things was. Who who knows? Who cares? It's good. I mean, the cheesy bread. gordita crunch is still the best thing they have. It's bread, yeah. meat, and cheese. That's it. And we good. Um, my number two, I had Subway. Because like, if you're not really wanting grease, you just kind of want a sandwich, but you want that sandwich in five seconds, and you take it home, that's Subway. Um, I and feel the like Yale man is so ashamed. Yeah. Subway might not make my top five sub shops, bro. What? I'm not a sub. I'm not, I'm not a sub sub guy though. I don't go to Penn Station. I've been there maybe oh, one time. Go ever. to Firehouse. It will change your life. I went there once. It was okay. Like Firehouse is good. Firehouse I don't, is bomb. Yeah. My thing, the reason why I sub, but it's not as good as there. Quiznos. What happened to br- Quiznos? Bring oh, back Quiznos. Oh, Quiznos is the best. Bring back Quiznos. The Baja Bring chicken. Back Quiznos. Bring back Quiznos. I love it. The Baja chicken. I should get a point for that. Is Quiznos gone? Yeah, I'm sorry. I was slacking on yeah. the points. I think so. Hey. Oh, okay. Anyways, I said I put Subway on there. I recognize it's not like the best tasting or whatever, but if I don't. It's just the top. Where'd he go? Did you just mute yourself, buddy? I think Paul muted it. I muted it. <laughs> <laughs> it's for your trash yeah, subway take. That's for your trash <laughs> Yeah, I was All giving right. you... What was happening was I was giving you a point for the Taco Bell, but then I'm taking away a point because you picked Subway. Now continue with your top five. Subway <laughs> is just convenient. Anyways, and it's not a burger. All right. Number three, I got. I was hoping convenience would be a, a criteria for fast num- food. Number three <laughs> is Fazoli's because where else are you gonna get like 
spaghetti through a drive-thru that's actually good. All right. Fazoli's is dope. Those bread those breadsticks are amazing. Okay. And no one can deny that. Imagine if you could get like the red lobster cheesy bread like through a drive-thru. That's how I feel about those breadsticks. All right. Number three, for me, a lot of people like Chick-fil-A. A lot of people like KFC. I like Popeyes. Popeyes is dope. Their chicken sandwich is awesome. Like cultural that, appropriation. And their fries are amazing. They've got like those spicy Cajun fries. Then they you're do it better than to, anyone else. To, you're just trying to brown nose with the Popeyes community. Oh. They give you a biscuit. And their biscuit is better than Bojangles. Sorry. Wait, is that racist? What do you mean brown nose? Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, what are you assuming about the Popeyes community, JBM? But then you took it a she different direction. It for me. <laughs> oh, man. Everybody of all shapes, sizes, and colors can love some spicy fried chicken. All right. And last, I have Arby's because it's not a burger. It's not a sub. Roast beef. You can, But you can also get brisket there, which is super good. And their curly fries are great. Arby's is on my list. Mm. That's my five. Here's the thing. Sure I don't have one of mine. That's so crazy. So, so Arby's was your number one midnight mark? No, I no. Like... Which I don't do them in like, it's. Okay. It, I don't have them like five to one. Like, okay. it's almost just like we've been five. dropping hints for four months that you should do it five to one. Nah, I don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right, number one I'll give you a about, point I, I for went... Arby's, even though I feel like it's a very weird thing to end your list on. But go ahead. All right, uh, Arby's is five, Taco Bell is one. There. Okay. All right. I did my list based on feeling, um, like memories in my life almost, to a certain extent. Also, to a certain extent, the food had to also be good. So number five, while I don't know that I would still consider this the top five place, is Burger King. In college, we made runs to Burger King for rodeo burgers all the time especially my freshman year like literally almost every day the rodeo burger with the onion rings and the barbecue sauce delicious um for what it's worth burger king also has super underrated breakfast super underrated they're bre- better they're than gi- mcdonald's their giant breakfast burrito is good but also their croissant sandwiches very good and then of course cine minis um number four zaxby's um though to be fair i've probably eaten zaxby's maybe more often inside than I have outside because it's so messy and just a disaster to eat, but it is so good. Um, Number three, I have to say McDonald's. McDonald's has literally almost everything you want on the menu. McDonald's may have been higher, but they're not because during COVID they decided they weren't going to serve breakfast all day, which is very disappointing. Um, it's hard to beat the uh, the egg McMuffin and uh, the little uh, little sausage burritos. Wait, what do you mean during during COVID? I thought they didn't serve breakfast all day. Or what no, they changed it? it. It was a thing for like two years, maybe longer. Really? Oh, they, I didn't yeah, they were ser- yeah they were serving breakfast twenty four seven, which was awesome. Well, maybe not twenty four seven. Whenever they were open, COVID's been taking away all, all our freedoms, yeah. including the yeah, freedom could- to to McGriddles. Right. You could roll up and be like, hey, I want that sausage egg and cheese McGriddle and I want a double cheeseburger. And it was great. Um, but anyway, number three, 
Chick-fil-A in a large part, in large part Chick-fil-A because their app is so good. They give me free stuff. They make me want to use their app more so that I keep going. It's very good marketing. And obviously the great thing about Chick-fil-A when it's open inside is that they've got the little kids place. It's super clean. The people are very nice. I like that. And number one, Taco Bell. Taco Bell is wonderful. Also, um, just a pro tip to any uh, anybody who's fallen off their dieting wagon from uh, the beginning of the year, for lunch every single day, I eat, th- well, some variation of this, but basically three hard shell tacos, and it's 510 calories, which is crazy. And I can put different sauces on them to spice them up. I can get the Dorito Loco. Sometimes I get a soft shell. Sometimes I get the Chipotle roll-up thing. But it's always a variation of that, and it's always less than like 540 calories no matter what I do, which is kind of nice to eat something that obviously is not normally in a diet plan for lunch. Dude, I've said, and Zaxby's a good pick, but man, Paul, think about if Cane's had Zaxby's menu. That would be the ultimate chicken place. Just saying. It would be a different restaurant. Yeah, no. it would be different, but it would, Yeah. Canes okay. and Zaxby's chicken, like, and their sauce are very similar. Yes. I just think Canes is a little What if Olive Garden better. have Fazoli's breadsticks? Ima- imagine if Canes, with their chicken and their sauce, did the kick and chicken. Just, I'm just, I'm just throwing it out. Right. Imagine it. I mean, shout. I mean, I will, I'll, I'll give a point for any shout out to the kick and chicken because it was such a staple of my college diet. <laughs> uh, but uh, does Canes have spicy sauce? Man, go ahead with your top five. They what? do, yes. Okay. Uh, never mind. My, my brother my would say, is. "Shout out to Lee's chicken." That's what my brother would you say. You mean rest Lee's in peace? You mean yeah. your chicken. brother? Hold on, hold on. Brother what has... about crispy, crunchy chicken? Crispy, crispy, crunchy. crunchy. Oh no! Top five gas station foods. <laughs> crispy, crispy, crunchy is the best. The honey gas Godfather's pizza. Crispy, crunchy. Uh, Amen right. to that. So my number five is not crispy crunchy. I didn't think of that till just now. But my number five isn't really fast food. It's welcome to Moe's. Cause uh they got the best queso in the business. I know it's it's not really fast, but you could do it. You can get in and out of there really quickly. But you have to go in, it's not drive through. So I don't know really the distinction there. And it's delicious because of the queso. Alright, number four. Freddy's. Do you guys know about Freddy's steak burgers? I love that place. Comes yes, with the yes. onion. We have That's one. The onion. We don't have mustard. Yeah. The pickle. I'm they make them like thin. They make the thin patties. It's like a steak patties. and shake. Yeah, it's like steak and shake, but actually good. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's my number four. Number three. If Red Bear were listening to this, he'd probably be upset because we ate at Zaxby's like every single day in college. And this chain has surpassed it, in my opinion, in the last two years. Popeye's, the most delicious chicken sandwich that's ever been made. A lot of love for right. Popeye's on this episode tonight. Man. Oh, well, that not spicy only that, chicken sandwich. Not so only good. that, it is such a great experience. I mean, the people that work there will, like, first of all, they take forever to get your food. What do you mean, people? The people. Oh, trust me, I mean people. <laughs> They will kidding. yell at you. They will like yell at you when you go through the drive-through. Are you sure that's what you want? 
and they'll say stuff like that. And, and like we love it for the experience of like getting yelled at while you're going through for doing nothing wrong. We love it. All right. Just get roasted for your chicken takes. Yeah. I mean, I've had some awesome stories just. It's going a high pressure restaurant. situation ordering at Popeyes. Yeah. My number two is Taco Bell. Been mentioned on everyone's list so far. Yeah. I really like the nacho fries that they came out with recently, and then of course Baja Blast. I mean, Ooh. let's go. Yeah. How can how can you say no to that? And then number one, every good Christian boy says Chick Fil A. <laughs> Chicken for Jesus. Hometown favorite. Yeah. And honestly, I don't even like Chick Fil A that much, but my wife makes me go there like every day. So. That's how it started for me. Dude. And then I downloaded their app, and I was like, bro, I can be a Red member? What the heck is that? And I'll just Reddit keep member? going there. Hey. You know, you, <laughs> Reddit member. No, you, it, so you get more points the higher level member you are, and you get more free stuff. It's cool. You- no, from a business aspect, they're the best in the business. I mean, there's, there's not a fast food chain that does what they do better than Chick-fil-A. Because the cars are wrapped around the building and you still get your food in like 30 seconds. It's yep, it's, it's incredible. Impressive. I just, eh. See, you know what's funny? It's like the yesterday in class, I learned about the, uh, the loyalty rewards memberships. And like, if you only spend a little bit of money, your rewards don't increase that much. But once you got, get to spending like a certain amount, your rewards yes. go like this. And then once you start spending like more than it's, worth and your rewards will plateau like this but they they want you in that zone where they know that you're a i know this is now beyond the top five but it's cool to learn about like once you're in this certain zone where they know you're a committed person like they can generate some revenue from you they want to increase your spending so they'll give you like a higher increase of rewards all right there you go fun fact for the day yeah can i i want to say one more thing that's what the silver and red members are about because Panda Man and I both had Popeyes on our top five. But, boys, if you have never had their blackened ranch, oh, it's it's the best dipping sauce in the game, like bar none. So if you haven't been to a Popeyes in a while and you don't necessarily want to get their sandwich, get their spicy chicken tenders with blackened ranch sauce, and I'm telling you, it will change your life. All, All right. right. That's you it. heard it here first. Go to a Popeye's near you, kids. Order the chicken. Well, we got some topics coming up. We had a, uh, a topic Wait, submitted. Wait, Preacher doesn't have a list? No, I do have a list. It's the list that I sent out. We're talking about... Uh, no, no, no a, top f- a top five list. Oh, no, I didn't do that. I feel like you guys covered it all. But, I mean, I, I could give you my I top five. I have a shout-out to one, oh, one chicken company that did not make the cut. I know... Well, here, here I, I know a few things you guys forgot. Number one, you guys forgot Wendy's. All right? Wendy's? No. Get out of oh, here. You lost I'm a Wendy's defender. I'm a Wendy's defender. Wait, Wendy's is fine. Wait. You guys are elitists. No, no, no. You're elitists. Wendy's fine. I'm going to... Go ahead. I'm going to defend good thing you're the Wendy's. host or I would mute you. Hey, listen. Listen. <laughs> I would take points JBM. JBM. I hate Wendy's too, but if you're on a keto diet, not a better restaurant. They take your bread off and wrap it in lettuce. Their chicken avocado sandwich is like A-plus on that like keto app that you get. If you're on a keto diet and you still want to go through a drive-thru, you're out, 
Wendy's is the place to eat because they will do, uh, take all your carbs off. So if I was there. dying, McDonald's will starving do the in thing. the desert, I would not go to Wendy's. I McDonald's will do the same thing. You're gonna tell me you don't like a baconator? You don't like a baconator sandwich? I would never do that. JBM. That's the thing. When I was on keto, I would go get the baconator wrapped in lettuce, and that would be like all my fat for the day. It was awesome. Dude, yeah, the, that sounds delicious. Yeah, I just make bacon at home with eggs. But I'm like, I, but if you're out, I mean, like, I don't know. I just feel like there's you, you guys are you know just dismissing Wendy's. I feel like there's good stuff there. Listen, They're the only place you Wendy's can get chili. I'm just saying. I hate Wendy's. Yeah, cool. good luck. Their fries are <laughs> not the only place. It's just the only fast food place. Right. Oh, what about, their what about fries Skyline? fries are awful. Well, Skyline. Ooh, yeah, Skyline. but that's a different Skyline. kind of chili, Skyline. though. Better yeah, it's kind. good. <laughs> <laughs> and they have a drive-thru. <laughs> All right. No, fair. I'll tell you what else we forgot. Here's what we forgot. We named three different chicken places. Zaxby's, Chick-fil-A, Popeye's. We didn't touch KFC. If you find a KFC that has, if you find a KFC that has a buffet, it's awesome. The KFC but buffet, yeah. The Chick Fil A, or the sorry, the KFC Famous Bowl is the Freudian bomb. Slip. Oh, hey, I may know a guy that if we're in Bowling Green, Kentucky, he can hook us up with the uh, mac and cheese in the bowl instead of corn. So, no, it's like a thing saying. now. The, do they let you do it again? No, they like made it a thing, but it's with shrimp. It's like shrimp. It's like the bowl, but it's shrimp. Anyway, Anyways. we've talked about this for a yeah. really long time. <laughs> Too good. Anyway, if you've made it, we this should far, talk we about the. Your we should talk about the Olympics and China, uh, which is a thing that uh, Travis sent out, and I'm not sure I understand it. So maybe Travis can give a little bit more background. But essentially china or canada is say is saying that we shouldn't have the olympics in china because of human rights violations am i understanding that correctly jbm yeah the uyghurs yeah they they voted like unanimously i can't remember how many votes are in their parliament but it was like 260 to 0 that they did that they wanted to strip china of being able to host the Olympics because of human rights violations to Uyghurs. And so... 266 to zero. Yeah, okay, that was pretty close. Yeah, so yeah, 266 to none. So, I guess my question is, like, first of all, should that be a thing, right? Should other countries be able to, you know, be like, hey, we think this thing you're doing is bad, so we're out. And... I don't know. It probably runs a little deeper than that, but that's kind of the basic question. My initial answer is that if if the people who hand out the Olymp um, <clears throat> the medals is the host country, right? So the host country was Canada. So like, if what I'm weren't they aren't no is China wasn't, they don't want China to host the Olympics. I thought they said. Oh, never mind. I, I misread this tweet. Anyways, Walker, you go instead. <laughs> I thought they were saying they were like discrediting their their medals from the last Olympics in Canada. They were saying like they don't count or something. I don't know. Yeah, well, I think it's really awesome for them to like take a stand for something that a lot of countries aren't doing, it seems like. Or really, I shouldn't say a lot of countries. It just seems like the U.S. just wants to be China's little 
boy toy. I don't little know friend. the word. Little friend. Um, but first of all, I'm, I'm glad that they've done this. Uh, second of all, it's odd to me that the Olympics committee themselves hasn't taken this kind of stance uh, because what the Olympics committee does is things like they won't let a certain country uh, perform in the Olympics. So you see people who are like independent nations or whatever, because their country can't perform, but they can represent themselves in the Olympics Uh, because of a war or something like the, the committee just decides who can be in it anyway, but they're letting China who has these violations just be the host nation. Um, it's a little odd to me that they're allowing this kind of behavior. Um, and I'm glad Canada's saying something about it. Yeah. So that definitely, yeah. But I mean, I think it's going to be a point of tension going forward because you saw it with the NBA thing last year. I don't know. That I definitely just, changes ahead. a little bit of how I feel from when I originally read the tweet that you sent out. Um, first of all, I don't think, I think Canada is just saying it's kind of like a, like a petition more or less, right? Cause Canada doesn't get to make this decision overall. Um, I think it's fine because I, if this is, I mean, it is going on in China, right? But like, they're like basically saying, we know that your government is allowing something horrific and we don't think that the world, the people should be able to represent their country. You should not be able to hold this worldwide event and say, come look how great we are when you, you literally have concentration camps. I mean, it's just like Piano Man said, they're not letting the Olympics be in countries where they behead people for being homosexual. Then why would they allow for a country to host for having concentration camps. I that mean, be I'm, I'm, I agree with everything Piano Man said. So, well, and I and I was kind of playing devil's advocate in the in the group text, being like, well, famously, you know, the the Nazis hosted the the Olympics, and I'm like, is that is it, it was was that a bad thing? I mean, we assume, obviously, looking back historically, that that's not great. But before the war, before the war broke out, it was not as obvious to, to the entire world what was going on there. So I mean, I, I, I just, but I was saying like, if we're going by the standard of, uh, you know, only countries with no human rights violations can host the Olympics, then we have no more Olympics because every country violates people's rights on some on some level. But I mean, obviously, China, what they're doing is super egregious. And, um, yeah, I mean, I don't think it'll really change much that Canada is making this gesture, but maybe, maybe I'm underestimating it though. Maybe more countries will sort of jump on the, but I think this is, I don't expect the Biden administration to the Biden administration to, to free all the young black youths in prison for marijuana violations. I expect him nice. to be like we we will not. Uh, that it would that would be a blessing if they. I would. expect him to be like we are no longer allies with Canada. Actually, more than likely, Biden would just like call a lid for the day, at like noon, and just go to bed. Like, lid. 
I mean that that really or he'll is just the say the or he'll just we say could the all call more lit in our lives again, like he did a couple days ago. He did do that. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it sounds like we're all in agreement. So I must so have we missed this. Well, how did because I not no see this covering clip? it? But he did it. Trust me. Look it I didn't up after because I thought everyone would see it, but I'll find it later. But um, it's not as egregious as it sounds. It's hilarious. It's, it's hilarious. It's hilarious. It's, it's, uh, it's get me all Biden. excited. Don't the get the me fact all of the matter is, if any Republican said yeah. what what Joe Biden said the other day, it would be the only thing you've seen the last few days. I'm just, we'll just That's leave it probably at that. True well, for he, he did a town hall the other Joe day. Biden says publicly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He had several answers at that town hall he did the other day where I was like, "This is bad. This is ve-. like his answer about China." Where he, where he was, uh, just that whole answer was so terrible. Like, and if he were a Republican, he would have gotten crucified for that too. But they. Let so him. anyway, back to our question. Anyway, it sounds like we more or less agree on this. But um, yeah, I think it's fine. I mean, obviously there were Olympic games that uh, we didn't compete in uh, because we didn't. I mean, during the Cold War, right? Like we were like, oh, we don't agree with Russia, right? Um, and then I think Russia turned around and did the same thing to us, I believe. Um, but uh, how about more than that? How about, okay, so Canada's like, hey, we're going to stand up for the, these rights, which is great. But how about some country coming out and being like, hey, we're not okay with the fact that you're letting dudes play women's sports in the Olympics. Like, what the heck? That's so messed up. Like, literally, these women train their entire life. So... Is that yes? Is that is that a thing that's happening in the current yeah. Olympics? Okay. At least that's my understanding. I will I will let someone else approach this subject for a moment, and I will pull this up. But I believe that is what's going on. That they have no. I'm not I'm not doubting yeah. you. I just had not uh, read that they got to the that. point that they were like, yeah, that's fine, which is insane. Like, dude, straight up. How about this? How about if you're the Brazilian soccer team, like the next like 20 dudes who didn't make the team, and you're just like, all right, we're women now. Like, what the heck? Like you're just gonna straight up dominate. It's stupid. Well, I think what the left side of the argument would be is like these people are obviously transgender and whatever. But I think in a very Rogan-esque way, I'm gonna say it like this: like the number one reason why you shouldn't allow it is exactly for what you just said, because a country like Russia will do that. They'll tell their men to say they're transgender and therefore protected class so they can win a bunch of medals. Some some country will do it. You know what I mean? There might actually be real transgender people and that's a different topic than what we're but I think I think that there will be countries that do that. That assign they're basic men to pretend like women and those men want to win medals and so they'll do it. Just like when they were doing steroids, it'll happen. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I just love real... that. I just love that. Um... Go ahead. <laughs> Are you gonna make the same joke? Did you I like my Rogan ass? I was gonna say no. I was gonna say I, I don't think that real transgender uh, women, men that became women, were ever really uh, elite athletes. I'll just put that out there. <laughs> that could be true, but they could be elite women athletes. Yeah, but they're that was, elite that women. That was not what I was going to say. So, like, okay, so, like, y'all have probably seen this, yeah. but, like, what, last year or whatever, the the person that won the women's 
like 400 meter uh, dash or maybe it was a 400 meter hurdles. I can't remember, but whatever. They won the women's, right? They competed as a man their freshman, sophomore, and junior year and never have been placed higher than like 380. But they completely dominated when they went to the women's. Like, right? it's insane. Their argument, the argument that I see is like, like me, right? I'm not very tall. I'm not very fast. If I went to go run track against a, a, a group of women that train, I will lose, right? So like, if I transition, I'm not going to be any better. And so that's our thing. People's thing right now is that like, just because you're a man, you were a man, you're going to be a woman or you decide to be a woman. Like, that doesn't mean you're going to be amazing. Because like, I'm just saying me and Preacher Paul, we ain't winning a lot of foot races. Am I right? Even if we no, said we were women. But people don't understand though. But like, that's the not the argument. The best athletes in the world. Yeah. Yeah. The that's not what's happening. Like, yeah. The 300, like, like if you, the, you know, the, the 300th best sprinter in the world can run against the top 10 sprint, female sprinters at, at dominate. Like, you know, I, I just feel like, and maybe sprinting is a bad example. Maybe that's a little bit more of an even uh, event. But no, like, it's not. It, I mean, I don't think so. It's I don't, not. I, I don't know exactly. I don't, I don't know the but science behind saying. every sport. There's, there's I guess no event that's even. The physiology. Uh, not even yeah, chess. The, yeah, yeah. Physiologically, the not best even men cooking. are never. Uh, men dominate just, as chefs. They dominate everything. Let's just get it real. Yeah. Let's get it real. <laughs> yes, yes, mothers. yes. Men, men are the best at everything. This, men this is kind of. Dom- uh, hey, yeah. we're like, we're we're terrible though when we're trying to win custody. I'm just saying. Social work, we're no good. Leave it to yeah. the women. We're not really, any good at not really? dying on the job. Or being soldiers. We're or we're dying. We have in gone war. far afield of our <laughs> here. So Well I, back I, to I, the I, I original the back to though. the original China thing though. People did boycott the nineteen thirty six Olympics because not the Nazis came out and said they weren't gonna allow Jewish people to participate. They like published that. And so there were countries and people that were elite athletes from other countries did not go. So this boycott, like, it wasn't like, oh, the Nazis held it and it was all great. It wasn't. It's just, I think now in 2021, we recognize it better, probably because we're more interconnected rather than just reading a newspaper to be like, hey, you treat people like this you don't get to like be on wait so in 36 there were like no jews yes bro how how did they feel when jesse owens showed up and completely dominated the olympics though i don't think they loved it i don't think they they thought (laughs) no i'm just i mean i don't know all i know is that happened you know like i mean the treatment of the jews from the nazis were was was a thing like it wasn't good no like i've heard it it was was pretty not great no yeah People knew about it though in the 30s. It wasn't like we just found out about the camps yes. and stuff. Like no, and I, I didn't mean to imply. It. I didn't mean yeah. to imply that everybody thought that the Nazis were super great and hunky dory before the war. And obviously, I think it's no, but not some a people, good thing that that the Nazis some people presented the Olympics. But I'm just saying there is. I'm just saying there is precedent for a big power like that. That is, you know, oppressing people and violating people's rights. There is some precedent historically for hosting that kind of event. I don't think it's great, but you know. 
Um, so we had a listener submitted question from uh, our good friend of the pod, Rob. And let me read. Where's the screenshot? So uh, he says, he says, and I'm I'm reading his his wording here. Our friend of the pod, Rob, says, "Dear Magic Morons, <laughs> podcast naming rights reserved. Is there such a thing as topics you quote can't make jokes about, or are there just topics that gener- that are generally not funny when you make jokes about them? Example: jokes about 9/11? Question mark." That joke bombed. Is there any future can't joke about in this country really or, or in particular? I'm just kidding. I'm just I kidding. Mean, that's <laughs> what I, I mean, that was my thought. <laughs> Building seven. Uh, <laughs> is there any future in this country in particular where we can go back to uh, making off-color jokes? Are we forever doomed to endure cancel culture until everything is off-limits and the only thing left essentially is clapped or is clapped or... Uh, Will will there rise up left and right comedians? Question mark. Thanks, Rob. So that was Rob's kind of long question. Clapter, but clapter. Clapter. People yes. use that word. Often. That's that is, uh, you know, when people are are fake laughing or or clapping instead oh, of laughing because like Amy they like Schumer the political point events. instead of the joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, like when they just switch the noise on. No one's actually laughing. Clapter. All the late night shows. Yeah, so Jed, so there Jed there Bush, are a few. Please clap. Please clap. <laughs> so so the question there is: Is there going to be a time in the future when people can freely joke about stuff again? So what do we think? Uh, I mean, I've got it. I guess opinions on this, but I'll let you Well, the first part of his question is, are there actual jokes that should be off limits, right? What just happened? Yes. Yeah, well, oh yeah, you're right, Midnight Mark. So it's, it's, are there things that should be off limits, and then will there ever be a time when people can make, can push those boundaries again? I think is kind of the the, the idea. So the, the whole thing is, Things are only off limits because you mentally don't want to offend people and you're afraid that people are offended more easily for certain things. And so really it comes down to like, so jokes are kind of inherently funnier if they're offensive in some way. Is that a weird statement? No. Incorrect or... No, I was um, going to open this but, podcast with a joke about how I accidentally gave myself an almost Hitler this week because I got too close on this side, but I just rolled with it, you know? Yeah, but but really it comes down to, like, your own personality or, or how much you care about offending someone. So, so, like, I would probably be more likely to just be brash and offensive if I just didn't care about anyone, right? And it wouldn't. I'm at a time, and we're at a time in history where you can be brash and offensive, it and like certain people will hate you for it, and some people will love you for it. Um, so we're not at a time where it's like totally. We call it the cancel culture, where you can still do whatever you want and just get canceled by a certain left and right. Which was the certain part of his question, or the second part of his question, like, will there rise up to be left and right comedians? Because 
uh, right comedians will cancel the left comedians and so on and so forth you know um it's an interesting uh question i'm not sure i really answered it but i'll let someone else give their take no what about jbm um so i think that you're allowed to make jokes still um as long as you're not a straight white right-leaning individual like everybody else can make jokes right like I mean, like Dave Chappelle's last uh, stand-up special—not the one he did during um, St. George Floyd, but the other one, the uh, the one that he did before that was hilarious—and he banged on everybody, the alphabet people. I mean, he did that stand-up special is more right-wing um, than any speech Donald Trump ever gave. <laughs> I mean, not really, but it's it's almost it, it, yeah. Yeah, it's he, actually he, just got, comedy. What? Yeah, yeah, it was just funny. It, it wasn't right wing, honestly. It was just funny, but you're not allowed to say a joke funny. without it being right wing. Yeah, it just wasn't PC. I guess it was just all the right. people yeah, on the right were cheering it on because so, it was not PC. But yeah, yeah. So then, so then, I don't know. Like you got that. Like obviously, I mean, you have. Yeah, I do think there's a, a great point in this question from Rob, or maybe this wasn't his point, but like this is. I agree. This is kind of what's happening. Is you have people on your side you think are funny, right? Like, people are like, oh, this is a right-winger. I think it's hilarious. Like, I think, uh, you know. Like John a, Christ. A, like a Michael Malice. Or, yeah, like a John Christ is a better example because Michael Malice does not care, and he trolls everyone, and it's fantastic. Um, for example, my, wow. When uh, Rush Limbaugh died, he tweeted out and said, what do you guys think Rush Limbaugh and George Floyd are talking about right now? And everyone lost their minds on both sides. He didn't even say where he thought they were. Uh, but people got really upset. Um, but I don't know. I mean, I think that there's there's always going to be a line down the middle for like people who are like actually moderates or people who are just not like dumb. Like there's always going to be a, an avenue for every comedian, I think. Like there's the left side that is just like, hey, I'm Amy Schumer and I'm going to make jokes about how I'm fat and I want to have sex and then people pretend to laugh. And then there's, you know, the the right side with like the John Chris jokes that are very just like, you know, ha ha. Um, some of them are Christian jokes and, and different things that, you know, some people wouldn't find funny if they weren't in that arena. But I think there's always going to be an avenue for people like Dave Chappelle. I just don't know that they're generally going to be white dudes who are, you know, conservative at all. And then there's Norm McDonald. I mean, there's always <laughs> Norm McDonald. I was going to bring Norm into this conversation. Really hilarious. Norm is yeah. hilarious, but Norm no. is also not there. I mean, he That's is fine. an insane person, well, yes, but he's he's channeling that and he's thriving. That's what I love about Norm. It's no, no, interesting because no. I, I, I try. Like, Norm ain't selling out like Dave Chappelle. Yes, is what I'm that's saying. true. He's made his peace right. with being kind of a French right. guy. Midnight Mark, go ahead. Well, I mean, and I still like a guy like Jim Gaffigan. Like every time I think he's not going to be funny anymore, he's like, oh, Jim Gaffigan has a new special. I bet this isn't that good. And then I'm crying laughing by the end of the night. I do think there are some comedians that you just mm. like, right? Like, I like him. I think he's funny. Just about everything he puts out, I laugh at. 
Now, you guys might think he's crap. So I do think that like... He just so, has the same joke. He's like, and then the voice in my head was like, oh, what is that? I know. That's, that's the only the thing. joke he does. But you would think that like, you would think that like it would get old, but it's, it's just always, to me, it's just always funny because he always has... Uh, his, he's always talking about his life. Like, here's something that happened to me and puts it in a way, you know, he does tell it kind of the same way, but the stories are always different. And it's about it's like Larry David, but in like five minute segment. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like every episode of Curb is exactly the same, but they're still hilarious because it's Larry offending somebody. Um, but to answer Rob's question, I do think that there are, um, like timely jokes like i don't know man like it just depends on who you are like kobe bryant dies i'm not gonna laugh if you make a joke about kobe bryant dying you know what i mean like that's that's not Did something you guys I'm see that ari shafir tweet also, that got him banned forever about kobe's uh, oh you know what's funny i just made that example and i completely forgot about that i actually that did, did think happen, that tweet actually. was funny but he burned his whole career down with it yeah, but that's what I'm saying. It's been a year. If he would have made that tweet the day of, it'd be one thing. You know what I'm saying? So like, well, what I about do that did make time that Kobe of, made that commercial where Kanye West like <laughs> oh, did killed he? Oh. him in a helicopter. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about the helicopter element of crazy. that. Um, ad. Anyway, we're going on a tangent here, but go ahead. But I mean, I I do think I do think that there can be some ill-timed like jokes that have been made that can be made but it's like we've all said it's all subjective because an ill-timed joke somebody's gonna think is funny like jbm sent us a video the other day that piano man and i both thought eh, i didn't laugh at that at all and he thought it was hilarious like it just it depends on what kind of humor you like right i mean there are people who really like trailer park boys and i can't watch it you know what i mean but I also love shows like the IT crowd, like British humor, and I tell some people to watch it, and they're like, I hate this crap. You know what I mean? Like, they can't get through it. But what we do in the shadows, another show. I love it. A lot of people I've talked to are like, how do you like that crap? And so, and I, I agree with JB, and they're like, you know how everybody used to be able to watch, like, Louis C.K. and those people? But then at the you could watch Louis C.K. and then and laugh at him and then the next day and next minute watch like Jeff Foxworthy and Bill Ingvall and their whole thing and laugh at them too. That that has stopped. You either like well, the people cons- were watching Louis C.K. do some other things and that kind of messed him up a little. <laughs> yeah, bit. Yeah, I mean you know, unfortunately, yeah. I was about to make a another joke about somebody that I know in my own personal life, but um, but what uh. Anyways, to uh, Louis C.K.'s actions. What? 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 <laughs> I mean, you know, it relates to watch this. Um, uh, I just I write think this down. We'll we'll discuss it. Later. You're right. But but he's but no no no. Is, is this another is this another camp story, Midnight well, Park? I, I, <laughs> camp Crystal Lake. No, the um. I, but I, I even myself, I've found to where like comedians are not funny anymore. They're just not because JBM is right. Left wing comedians feel like they have to make left wing jokes. 
They, it's like they have to make jokes that are t like everything is about Trump and about how terrible like certain people are. No one makes jokes anymore. Everything is like I identify on a political side. And I think the reason for that is, is they're too scared to make jokes. I think it was Bill Burr who talked about this. People are too scared to make jokes right. these days. Yeah, I mean, I, just they have the expectation to talk at their audience. The expectation that comedy should, that most comedy should be political, is like a very weird thing. Like, if you think about like comedy from just like a generation ago, it's like you. The idea was it was getting away from <laughs> like normal stuff, everyday stuff that people care about, like politics, to laugh, to have fun. So this is why, like Norm says, he doesn't really generally do political material he says only he only talks about politics when he thinks it'll be funny to provoke people but he says he doesn't do any like real material where he talks about the president or whatever because people it's it's people don't want to laugh at that that's not uh what people find funny i don't know and i you know everybody's tastes are, are different different things for different people but uh it just seems like everything's got politicized okay any other things there before we move on to our last segment? So, this is uh, this is a me question that I'm trying to figure out. Why? Uh, <clears throat> why? It's a Bible question, as per usual. These questions that I get obsessed over, and um, so why is? Sarah in the Genesis stories, the Abram stories, why is she so hot? And like specifically when they go to Egypt in that story in Genesis 12, it first of all, so Sarah's at least 65 years old in that story. And Pharaoh is very into her. And and Abram knows that he will be before they get there. So is is Pharaoh into Sarah as a wife that he wants to bear children? Or is he interested in her as a wife for his own entertainment, question mark? Or both? And separate from that, like, um, is Sarah described as beautiful? Does that mean she's beautiful for her age? Or is she beautiful because she looks like a much younger woman? Like, it, it, these are, I don't think there's really like a clear answer to this but it's something that I wonder about. And then generally also, why do you get that same story three times? Once in Genesis 12, once in Genesis 20, once in Genesis 26 with Isaac and Rebecca, but it's the same story. Sorry, that was a long ramble, but have you seen JLo? She's like 52. Yeah, yeah but doesn't same. she have, she's also got like a team of doctors and scientists producing that effect. I feel like, I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe she. It's just all. Maybe it's really all natural. The same. Sarah had hey, God. I was about to say that. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you guys think? Legitimately. Um. Well, let me try. All right. So, if Sarah, well, legitimately, she was just hot. But the thing is, back then, they probably weren't just like flaunting themselves, right? So there was something about her, like facial features, that were obviously just super attractive maybe she walked in a certain way too i don't know you know some women just have that walk where it's just that's what ron weasley says you know i love it when they walk <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
I'll even give JBM a point for that one. So, like, if you're Pharaoh, if any attractive woman, if any attractive woman comes and you're the Pharaoh, you're gonna be like, uh, uh, make that woman stay with me. Like, I'm the king. Yeah. Like, I do what I, I get what I want. I'm the king. So, and you know, bit, from that perspective, Pharaoh, that makes you see an attractive woman. You're gonna be like, I'm gonna rape her later. Yeah. yeah, basically, but that's like what okay, the kings did. Just well, clarifying. No, no. But another that's thing is like, did. depending on where like, she's from, there weird. could be like an exotic nature about her. She doesn't look like an Egyptian or something. Maybe I don't know. And so they, you know, Pharaoh and some people find that like, oh, this is interesting. This is different than the women that I'm around all the time. You know what I mean? So there could be that aspect as well. I do generally think that like if people lived longer, they're they didn't age like we did, obviously. I mean if they're living into their hundred and thirties with relative ease. Yeah. But my issue with that though is like and that means that and this is not to say that that's not true necessarily, but if um her re her reproduction her reproductive processes are working on something like the time scale that we're familiar with because she is barren. She the implication is she was always barren, but she's also too old now to have a kid, and that become that's an important plot point in the Abraham story is that she's too old. So, so I, I'm yeah. just saying like there's no culture in which like a woman who's past the age of bearing children is that that's not a positive sexual quality. So it seems weird to me that the pharaoh would look at her. At her age. Well, let's think of it like, this way: if everyone yes, was, get me that if, if everyone was living older, right? So you could say that there are women that range uh-huh. from, let's say, one to two hundred. I don't know. I mean, not not one. Okay. Uh, from like fifteen to two hundred. Um, I mean, there are women that, that are one year then, old. You just, just you don't. Then they fit, never move then, over. <laughs> then, that was then, for the uh, last segment. Then, uh, what I was going to say: then fifty. <laughs> then fifty. 50 is still a long way to go till 200, so you'd still look a lot younger than maybe half the population. I don't. You see what I'm saying? I'm not giving good numbers here. Yeah. But you're still younger relative to no, I, 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 yeah. all the other women. So it's just like kind of a relativity. I see what you're saying. Like kind of in the same way, kind of in the same way that it is, uh, it is notable and rare, but also not that uncommon to see like, you know, a, a woman in her 50s or 60s who is, you know, like, looking very good and put together, it might be, you know, sort of similar there. I, I mean, I don't know. Other I mean, thoughts? I think it could it could also be very much like, I mean, there's good-looking women who are in their, like, early 40s that can't have kids anymore. Yeah. So, like, if she's 65 yeah. and she lived to be 127 years old, I mean... yeah. I feel it like might that, not be obvious that, can, that she can't have kids, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like she's got. I mean, they had a little bit of that, a uh, little bit of that flood blood in them. You know, they were kind of the last ones. Like, I, I mean, here's what's crazy. Did you know Abraham and Noah were alive at the same time? That's insane. But. I don't know. I, I think that really, at the end of the day, that's probably what it is. Is like people were living longer. And so she still looked pretty good. Now I don't know. I don't know how far down the line we've gotten by Genesis twenty, though. How much further along are we? I mean, significantly, you would think, because 
I mean, Abraham lives. Isaac has been born to by be, that point. If Isaac's right? been born, then she's yeah. in her nineties yeah. at that point. So has is that right? Yeah, I believe I can look. Let me look it up. Um, so that that is a little bit more interesting to say the least. But then again, maybe Abimelech is in older women. You know? No, it's yeah, right before. Uh, Isaac is not has not been born yet. Okay, but she's still What's the, even older. The girls, right. Who's the sound of music girl? Julie Andrews. Julia Roberts. Think of Julie Andrews, right? Yeah. Think Julie Andrews. Her. Sorry, I'm stupid. She looks like almost the same as she did when she was like. Was like, dude, Her- Helen Mirren looked good for a long yeah. time. Like, yeah. no, I mean, yeah. I mean, like she was clearly, clearly older. Like I'm not gonna be. No, there but, are some like, women who just for a relatively up older like, some woman. Women just like she was in the movie The Queen. She was yeah. sixty. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it may have been the same thing with Sarah, but it also seemed. Look at our former first lady, Michelle Obama. Yeah, which, which one? Are you about? <laughs> Hillary Clinton? No, he's talking Hillary. Have you seen my wife? So, anyway. All right, the real the real topic of debate though is the fact that I don't really think the Genesis 12 and 20 thing are all that weird. It's just like Abraham was worried that if one of these kings knew that they were her husband, they would want to kill him, but if he is her brother, then because in his mind if they're they're going to do whatever they're going to do, right? Like JBM said, if they want to rape her, they're going to do that. But I would rather not die in the process. So the the whole purpose of him saying, I am your brother, I mean, it says it. He says, because if they know you're my wife, they will surely kill me. So that's not that weird. What's weird, and this is something that JBM can maybe, uh, we talked about a little off air, uh, clarify for me. In Genesis 26 and Genesis 20, they're the exact same story one is Abraham and Sarah and the other is Isaac and Rebekah. It's the same thing. They go to visit Abimelech. Abraham and Isaac both tell Abimelech that they are their wife's brother. So he doesn't die. Abimelech. And in both cases, it's also not technically a lie. And says, no, that's right. Exactly. Yeah. Whatever. And the, yeah, go back to your wonder old jokes, Paul. Uh, no. Oh, but but then Abra- Ab- uh then when Abimelech confronts both Abraham and Isaac about it, he's like, "Why did you do this?" They both give the same answer, and they make a pact with Abimelech to not like war with each other and to like share each other's lands. The same pact, but like in the same way, like Abimelech doesn't remember that like. 30 years ago, he had this conversation with Abraham. It's now, uh, JBM, you were saying that you think this Abimelech is a different guy. Yes. Because so, uh, and, and if that's the case, maybe. So you yeah. go. But it is weird that 20 and 26 are almost mirror parallel father son. Yeah. It's strange. And, and, and to be fair, I think this only takes away from the weirdness slightly, but it, it wasn't the same dude. So Abimelech was like, Pharaoh, like it was like a title. It meant like father and like Mesopotamia or wherever. Um, at least that's that's my understanding from from the research I've done. Um, and so I don't think it was the same dude because then it really would be weird. This guy like they leave and he's like, "What is wrong with his family?" Yeah, um, for real. But uh, but yeah, like 
it, I mean, in general, it is still very strange. It's also strange that, like, Abraham did it twice. Like, just simply because, like, obviously he knew it was bad the first time. And he was like, all right, I have an idea. I'm just going to do the exact same thing. And then same thing for Isaac. I mean, I guess, like, father like son, but I don't know. Well, I, I, have a I okay, I honestly kind of go ahead. Oh, no, you go ahead. I, uh, I mean, I was going to say, I, f- I feel like, uh, whatever. I-, I feel like like father, like son is kind of the point of the kind of the whole point of the Genesis t- 26 thing. To me, I'm more weirded out by the two things, to, like the two same stories in in Abraham's life. Now, this is something cool that I have come across, and you can take this or, or not, because I don't even know if I buy into it, how much I buy into it. But this broke, I broke through on this today. So the first time you have Abraham and Sarah going into Egypt and uh, Sarah gets taken into the Pharaoh's um, harem and he only releases her when after there are plagues, right? And then you get the same thing with Abimelech. It's exactly the same story, except how he gets her back is slightly different. Abimelech has a dream and God tells him this, you've, taken this man's wife and he is a prophet go talk to him and he'll basically fix it and so it's and then there's a verse specifically about Abimelech rose early the next morning and his and brought his servants before him and they were very afraid and then he he brings Abraham to him so it it, it, to me it's almost like there are times in the bible where God does these little things that I call like puppet shows where he's like kind of like playing out what's gonna happen later so it's like to me, the Sarah, the Sarah in Egypt story almost seems like a precursor to the Exodus, and the Abimelech story seems almost like a precursor to uh, cap- the Babylonian captivity and the return. Um, it's like it's Moses and Daniel, like that's kind of what those two things are. But they're before that in the life of Abraham. Maybe that's too autistic and weird. I just that's kind of a thing that I saw in it that I never saw before, but. It's interesting. I don't know. <laughs> I just, in reading through Genesis and Exodus here recently, I have found that, I mean, if you believe they're the same writer, um, Moses has this thing where he gets kind of like, over, he, he tells the same story a couple, like, a, like once or twice. Like we talked about the, uh, the Aaron story, you know, after the burning bush. He tells that story twice. I think sometimes Moses has a detail that he wants to give. And rather than just giving the detail, he rehashes the story with the detail in it at times. That's how it seems like to me, because it happens a lot. Like he'll tell a story and then he'll go back 200 years. He'll be like, this happened, okay, 200 years prior. You know, like it's- So when he was the scribe, it's not so always chronological. He wrote it down. Like, do you think what? he was writing it down or telling the story? I'm not sure. I mean, I don't know about that. If Paul he was telling have... the story biblically, this all makes sense because Moses says that he was a bad speaker, which is why Aaron spoke for him. So maybe he was just sucked at talking, and the scribe was like, "Bro, you already said this," and Moses was like, "Write it down." <laughs> like or, he just told him to keep going. I don't know. But maybe. Or, like, because it doesn't make sense to me that if he had a scribe write down the stories, I mean, 
Maybe that is what happened. It just doesn't make a lot of sense. You would think that part of the scribe's job would be to synthesize the material, right, P- Piano Man? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Or maybe Genesis and Exodus are a compilation of stories and it wasn't written by but Moses But even at all. in that case, we'd also expect them to at least better synthesize the material, right? Well, you got to take two different accounts to get the real thing, like Genesis 1 and 2. Yeah, I mean, I do think that probably a lot of the stuff in the first five books, or especially in Genesis and Exodus, it seems like some of that stuff is there were two priestly traditions that at a certain point got fused together, and that's the document we have now. That's, that doesn't mean they, were, they weren't inspired in some sense. Well, though. because, like, obviously Moses didn't write... Get there. Like, obviously Moses didn't write all of Exodus because he dies in the book, right? So, like... Yeah, although I've heard somebody... some quite gymnastic explanations for that from preachers but I bet you have before we move on I, don't, I do have a question yeah. go ahead but I don't know if we're going to move on I want to I want to ask you when we're done with this conversation okay I mean I don't know time. where else to go I don't have answers to any of these questions I, these are just things that I'm throwing out there and I was I thought it was funny because like I'm I'm asking everybody like all the church people that I can like, why do you think, like, Sarah, what was so magnetic about her? Like, why was this? Because she was definitely old, like, too old to have kids, but Pharaoh still wanted her. And people are looking at me like I'm a monster, but I'm like, no, nah, you guys are just being too polite, like, to admit that you don't understand this. Like, I don't know. Anyway. No, I don't get why you don't understand that she was hot. Like, Yeah, dude, she's just No, hot. I do understand that she was hot. I'm just saying, I, what are the specifics of this? Like, is she hot because... Bro. Whatever. I don't know. There's Monica no Bellucci has not had a ton of work done. She's like fifty six. Sh- She's still hot. I'm sure if I'm sure if Moses drew a picture of her, we'd understand. Yeah, guys. Obviously, the there's not a there definitive that answer. So, That's what I said at the beginning of the segment. I'm just saying it's something that it's like how nobody wants to talk it, about how Esther was a freak. Okay, well, that could be another podcast what? for another day. Yeah. We could but, save that for another time. I'm just saying. But I, I guess what I'm saying is, like, it is. it seems like an important detail because a big part of the story hinges on it, and you don't ever clearly understand it. Like, that's all I'm saying is it seems like you could better picture this story if you knew. My man. Like, yeah, whatever. Understand. Abraham married up. Yes. Yeah. That's it. All right. That's all you got to know. That's understood. All right. <laughs> So, uh, right, rapid so fire. Question, then. No, Piano Man. Piano Man. Oh, Piano Man. Okay, go ahead. I said I had a question at the end. Yeah. All right. So, it seems like the Jews come from a lineage of a bunch of hotties. But what happened? <laughs> <laughs> Rob, you got your answer right there. <laughs> well,. We've all said a lot of things on this podcast, and you know we all stand by them for the future reference. So, I mean, listen, I don't think it's that bad, Piano Man. I don't think it's as bad as you make it out to be. What are you talking about? For 50 years, they had the running of the Jews in Kazakhstan before they changed it to the running of the Americans. Something like that. I mean, to be fair, Bar Raffaele 
is a Jew. Who's that? That was uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's girlfriend for a long time until he got a dad bod. No, until she turned like 20. And then he's like, nah. <laughs> and then he moved on. <laughs> Bro, I'm going to send you guys the craziest Leonardo DiCaprio story after this is over. I just thought of it. All right, send us hey, home. Hey, Paul, preacher. I think you're muted. I think you're muted if you're talking. You've lost the preacher. Oh. Nope, he's muted. He's gone. If you can hear Ooh. us, you're muted. All right, now you're unmuted. Go for it. Still muted. Still muted. Right. I can't see him. Um, well, all I know is I didn't, I didn't get a point for that joke, so apparently it was somewhat offensive. I don't know. It was pretty funny, though. In the meantime, what happened? Uh, I don't know. I was going to, I don't know, Columbine jokes. I don't know. What do you guys want to do? We don't have a host. So, So I have a good one. Today, tonight I was playing a, a game. <laughs> it's not a joke. Well, it's it, it's okay. it's a game where you have a word, you pull out a card, it has a word and it has a blank, and then you write down whatever you think would go in the blank. And if you match with okay. someone else at the table, then you get a point or whatever. There's some different rules, but that's it. So the word was punch, and then blank. Okay, like people put like punch drunk, punch bowl, all this stuff. Um, I put punch line, right? And my mom, we show it. That's what I goes, thought. She goes, what's a punch line? And then she goes, oh my goodness. It was like the most epic. Like it sounded like a joke. It sounded like a joke. What's a punch line? And then she got it once she said it. It was so epic. All right, there we go. You gave him a point for my Columbine joke? I mean, well, no, I gave him the point for jumping in as though he were about to tell his best Columbine joke, and he just, it was something completely unrelated. <laughs> yeah. I, I'll give you a point for. There's yeah, no such yeah, thing just as a like there's Columbine no such joke. thing as an, a good 9 11 joke, no good Holocaust jokes. Give him a Everybody point for being anti Semitic. For me dropping out of the podcast for a second, <laughs> like I do every week. Sometimes the week, the, sometimes it goes bad, and I say I'm done with this podcast, and then I'm back. <laughs> and that's what happened for a second there when our connection got <laughs> messed up. So, and that's what happened while we were while away. we were away. <laughs> so we rapid fire questions lined up, and we're gonna do that <laughs> now, as per usual. I don't know how rapid mid, uh, Midnight Marks rapid qu- fire questions will be, but we'll see. First rapid-fire question. Should the media be making this big of a deal about Ted Cruz, or is it warranted? Um, I'm going to go ahead and say... Well, no, I'll let you guys go first. I can't answer that briefly, but go ahead. Should the media? No. Will the media? Of course. And Ted Cruz is an idiot. Like... This was a bad move. For, I'm not. I'm not even saying I wouldn't have done it. But you're a senator. You can't go do this. And then all he did was set up AOC on a just a freaking tee to just go down there and be like Texas and she, let's raise money for your blizzard. And it's like 70 degrees outside. And she's like, guys, we're raising money for the blizzard. Like, and who knows where that money even went? But you know what? Hopefully, these crazy GOPers learn from that and realize like hey optics actually matter all right midnight mark yeah and i mean like who do you think is 
the loser that like sends their text message stream. Like imagine having that friend. Like, oh <laughs> hey, yeah, media, they, here's the cruises the need some new friends. Yeah, yeah, you need some new friends, bro. Um, Wait, I thought that was from his wife. No, it was, it was it was a text message friend. One of their friends took screenshots and sent it. That's how they got it. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. But um, I think the media. Yeah. Because not only were they stupid enough to do it, they were stupid enough to invite their friends. Yeah. I don't think the media made too big of a deal about it at first because, like JBM said, it was a really stupid thing that he did. Um, but it's like they still are talking about it. This was forever ago at this point with the way media moves. There's so much other stuff that's happened. It's almost like they've decided we don't want to talk about Cuomo actually killing people. Let's talk about Ted Cruz being a moron. It is warranted. It's exactly like that. It is. That's it. So it is warranted. He deserved to be put under fire because even though I think some people have a point about how he's a sender, he doesn't necessarily need to be there as long as he gets his job done. Some people have made that point. He He's a moron and should be called a moron. But man, it's been a week. Shut up. Should the media cover it? I think they should because the constituents are going to vote for this person if they. I think we should know whether people are are, are elected people are leaving the country during a time of crisis. I'd like to know that myself. So I think they should cover it. Um, now, if I think if it was a Democratic media and a Democrat person, I'm not sure they would. That's my problem with it. I'm I'm sure. I'm positive they would not. Guys, you didn't even know Biden said the N word. But they should. To be fair, but they the should. Way they is are my point. covering this. They are covering this as if George Bush was just like, "I'm going to Cancun during 9/11." They are covering this to like an extreme. But Ted Cruz is still an idiot. Do you think it kind of turns him into a martyr among like crazy GOPers that among they can the top one percent? He's a martyr for the top one percent. Yeah. He's like, guys, it was cold, so we went. To, we were going to go to Cancun for a week. Like, what? Yeah. Does anybody what feel bad for Ted Cruz? Nobody. Like, How many I think he deserves that? everything that he's getting right now. It's just, um, I don't. Like, you can't. You can't expect that heat to not come down on you if you do that as a senator. And if you're a Republican, you should know they'll never let it go. Like, you won't be able to just ride it out the same way that Democrats can. <laughs> But did y'all see his photo op though? Did I send that to you guys? Yes, with the water. Oh my gosh, his photo op. He's like standing in the food lines, handing out water and stuff. And I'm like, dude, everyone knows that you weren't even here five minutes yeah, ago. It's cringe. It was very funny. Okay, uh, that was very not rapid fire, and I, I let go of my list here. Which is bad. So next rapid fire question it's like AOC is: Should all novels be made in front of a cage? What's that? Yes, except except she totally got away with it. Wait, As I missed. See, that's one true. might expect. All right, next question. Should all great novels be made into TV shows instead, so we stop comparing movies to books? Midnight Mark's question. <laughs> well, everybody said every everybody says it comes from us talking about Dune, right? You were like, it's never going to be as good as a book. Like, of course it's not. The movie is never as good as the book. You know what I mean? So in my mind, if you're going to have an epic like that, don't make it into a movie because all people are going to ever do is just compare it to the book. They're not going to allow it 
to be its own thing. So just make it a TV show. Because, like, Westworld works. Game of Thrones, when it was still the book portion of it, worked. You know what I mean? So... so- so I have a really funny example of this, and and I actually somewhat agree, um, but I'm not sure every great novel should have one. But if they're going to do instead it, of a movie, be, yeah, yeah, instead of a movie, that's a yeah. good point. Uh, because what is that Lemony Snicket book I read as a kid? Do you remember the name there's, of it? There's a yes. ton of them. A yeah, series of unfortunate series? events. There we go. They made a movie about it, and it was trash. But then they made like a whole series. I thought it was actually kind of decent. I got into it. Um, and I'm actually excited because they're coming out. They've never made a Redwall book, but Redwall is my favorite series. Yeah, they never made show. a Redwall movie, but they're making a Redwall show, and I'm actually yeah. pumped. Let's go, hey, dude. You know Redwall's how I, the bomb. Hey, you know how I told you guys I was reading my son a book. I was reading him Martin the Warrior because I'm getting him started off chronologically. That's like the best. Man. So good. Yep, dude. Next week, top five book series you read as a child. I'm in. All right. Uh, wait, what was the question? I have to answer uh, this question. Should so. all great novels be made into TV oh. shows instead of movies so we stop comparing them to the books? No. Like, I mean, okay, so just looking at some stuff I read here not too long ago, like, are we going to make Jurassic Park, like, a show? It's just, it's a standalone thing. Like, it's its own thing. Like, I mean, there are certain ones, I mean... But, like, if all they did was just make shows, then that's what people would do instead. They'd be like, oh, the book was better than the show. Like, it would just change. But now, there are certain novels that should definitely be made into shows instead. I agree with that. Like, something like Lord of the Rings could have easily been a show and been very, very good. Um, And I don't know that it would have been better, because obviously Lord of the Rings movies are great, but it could have easily been a show. I mean... To be honest, Harry Potter easily could have been a show also. Um, but I don't know that... Probably would have been better, actually. Yeah, I, I, I don't know that one of those things means the other shouldn't happen. It just kind of depends on the medium and how much uh, how much there is. Yeah, I mean, some books lend themselves better to shows, clearly, because they're more like detailed and there's more plot complexity. And then other other novels lend themselves more to movies. I feel like because they're not as detailed and, and complex. And but but I mean like, I, but yeah, I feel like what what you used to get a lot is people would take like a six or seven hundred page novel, like something like Dune or or something of that caliber of like detail and complexity, and try to turn it into a movie, and it just doesn't really work. You end up like scrambling everything. Here's why where it's not yeah. I mean, I'm not going to tell you guys about Dune. I know not everyone has read it, but the problem with Dune, the reason I do not think Dune will be made into a good movie, I'm not even saying not as good as a book, because that's always a thing. But, like, literally at least half of Dune is about what people are thinking. Like, instead of, like, what they're doing or what they're saying, and I just feel like that is incredibly difficult to portray. Yeah, I am. Uh, but it was really good, and obviously, it was the father of all sci-fi books and stories. So you're enjoying Dune? Should I read it? I finished it. Yeah. Okay. You like yeah, it? Yeah. It was good. Right. It was. It was good. Like, it's 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 in some aspects, it's kind of like watching North by Northwest, where you're like, okay, I understand why this would have been so good 
decades ago. But now, because we have so much sci-fi, you're like, oh, I kind of, like, I saw this kind of coming because I've seen other things. Um, it didn't feel as original, even though it is the original, if that makes sense. Because of when I read it. Word. Next rapid-fire question. Will a player ever score 100 points in a college or NBA game in the modern era? Midnight Mark. Do you mean Division One? I hope so, because it's happened otherwise. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> what? Well, I mean, like, in the three-pointer, right? <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I think it's possible. Kobe scored 81, especially if they do make a four-point line at some point. I think that can happen. Some do just get on a heater. I mean, think about it. We've seen guys like even Clay Thompson scored 37 and a quarter. So imagine if some dude, like, just had that hand all game, you know? Um, I don't know. I, I think it would be tough. Do you think it's possible even without the four-point line, like, without rule change? I think it's Bro, possible. Didn't, no three didn't point. shoot no threes? Yeah. Yeah. I'm just wondering, like, do you Granted, think it'll there's happen? There's no video of that, so. I think, I think it'll happen. I think at some point. It's like the moon landing. I think at some point there will be some superstar that's amazing on, a, like, a really bad team that's just playing garbage and they just decide to shoot and all the time and they're super hot and the team just, like, allows them to score 100 because, like, what else do they have to go for? I think that could happen at some point. I actually don't think that it will happen, but it's not because I don't think players have the ability to do it. It's because coaches, the way that they coach now, they don't allow players to play the whole game like they used to. So not I don't think it will happen unless they extend the amount of time that a game lasts, which I don't think is happening. So I'm going to say no. I definitely don't think it's happening in college basketball in Division One. I. I definitely don't think that. Um, I don't know. I, I doubt it. It's rare that you get a college of, basketball game that goes to a hundred points anyway. Yeah, just in general, let alone one dude. Um, but I mean, I don't know. I doubt it will in the NBA. Similar to to what Piano Man said, like I, I, there's definitely guys capable. Like I, there's probably ten dudes in the NBA right now that if they were allowed to, they could go do it. But like. It also, like, nowadays, I don't know, it's weird. Like, I feel like if you did that, people would be like, oh, that, that what a selfish guy. Like, out of the world's all weird right now. Like, it's yeah, super It wouldn't weird. work unless you made every shot. But think or about like how amazing, think about how amazing it was when Kobe scored 81, man. Like, how yeah, amazing was that? But but that was Kobe's thing. Kobe was the selfish guy. Like, that. guys just don't want to be that now. I, I just, I don't know. I almost think... I mean, don't lest we forget, Kobe had 67 or 69 points in three quarters, and then he did not play the fourth quarter of a game one time. He yeah. could have done it that night. Yeah. But they only call you selfish if you're missing a lot of shots, though. Like, if he's making those shots, he's the, he's the hero. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. To quote, to quote the Black Mamba, on the eve of his final game when he scored 60, and he gave his speech. He said, my whole career, everybody was telling me that I needed to pass more. And tonight, every time I got the ball, the whole stadium was screaming, shoot. Because that's what we loved. May he rest well, in peace. To quote the Black Mamba on the eve of the final minute of his life. Ah, we're going down. <laughs> so. Oh, no. 
no. That was my oh, Ari no. Shafi. Oh, he man. did it. He did it. Uh, it's been enough time that nobody can go and come after me for that. Come on, people. It's been like two years now. He's been dead. Uh, a year. Uh, whatever. Who cares? Who cares? People die in, play in, in helicopter oh, just sometimes. It's fine. So... <laughs> Okay, here's my final Bowings. question. Quick quick answer only. You get less than a sentence. Who contributed more to the failures in 2020? Kobe's death or Harambe's death? I mean, Harambe's death is an injustice that will never be righted in this life. Yeah. Midnight Mark. <laughs> Well, I mean, Harambe died in 2016, so Kobe. Doesn't matter, but still. <laughs> mm. Harambe. Harambe is always answer. Next question, please. Uh, the last question was, um, I don't know if I want to do this after my last joke. Midnight Mark said that uh, Tiger was in a car crash today. Luckily, he's all good. Luckily, he survived. But are there any celebrities alive right now that would shock the world if they died? Like Michael Jackson did in 2009. I don't know if this is a good question. I don't know if we should do this. But I feel we're wishing people to die. Like, are there celebrities big enough to where, like, if if Tiger, my my, I thought was if Tiger Woods yeah. would have died, would that have been? Yes. 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 Okay. Yeah, yeah, of course. Well, that would have no, but it, would, the world. it wouldn't have yeah. shocked like Michael Jackson. I get what he's saying. He's saying is there Michael Jackson was the mo was potentially the most popular person on the planet when he died, and that's only happened a handful of times. Yeah. Is there like superstar so, status death yeah. alive right now? Is there anybody? So, yeah, I was thinking if like Elon Musk just up and died tomorrow, people would be like, "What just happened?" No. Uh, yeah, it would be. A deal. It depends how, right? Also, a lot of people would. Yeah. Okay. So you wake up you wake up tomorrow. President Donald Trump dies in a plane crash. Celebration that, that, for half the That country. rocks things though. That rocks things. Right? Yeah. Or Obama. He's Either not one. the president. Maybe Biden. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. If like if like if Obama and Trump were like on a plane together and that plane crashed, but then that's two. But but first of all, this question was about uh, a little bit about Tiger Woods, and I just want to say I hope this car crash ends up a little better for him than the last one. Yeah. Also, who said that Tiger Woods was? <laughs> thankfully, he was okay. That he was not okay. He had surgery all. No, afternoon. but I, mean, I meant. I say he, he didn't, didn't die. die. Luckily, he survived. I said Tiger Woods got in a ruckly wreck but, today. But you don't remember he the last? Luckily, he survived. Okay, I'm sorry for not reading it verbatim. Right, that's not the what the preacher said. Okay. <laughs> Every time it. I don't just read it straight. I don't remember what happened the last time he had a car crash. What? Yeah, his got didn't his divorced, wife come like, whacking with a golf club? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, at least it seems was not the case this time. It seems he just flipped his car. Will Tiger Woods ever play golf again? Yes or no? no. I just don't uh, see why he would at this point. I don't not know. after this, I don't yeah, think. No, he won't. Yes, he will. Yes, he will. <laughs> I, mean, I might play. 
Maybe. He's not going to win anything, though. We're going to leave it at a three-way tie with 12 points. We're saluting everyone goodbye. I am Paul. This has been the Magic in the Attic podcast. We'll see you next time. Magic in the attic is back at it again. You're just chilling to the rhythm, and then love comes in. Sit right back and just have a good time. Listen to the music and let your feelings fly. Grab one of your friends and just sing and dance, sing and dance till the night ends in sweet romance. Cause all that I'm trying to do is have a good, good time. All that I'm trying to do is have a good, good time. Stop now, we're doing this all night long Cause I just want to laugh it all away Cause I get this feeling that it is going to stay Cause all that I'm trying to do is have a good, good time All that I'm trying to do is have a good, good time It's a beautiful day outside, so come play Soak up the sun and think about the things of the day about you all that I can running in circles around and around in my head all that I'm trying to do is have a good good time all that I'm trying to do is have a good good time All that I'm trying to do is have a good, good time All that I'm trying to do is have a good, good time